0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Crow Parks to clamp down and bring sanctions against those involved in providing any form of competition for players under the age of 12. And uh, Caro Kane is a sports journalist with the Irish News. He's with us on the programme today. Caro, what exactly does this mean?
2: Afternoon, Andrea. It's uh, it's basically a clampdown on rules that already exist. Um, The goal game practice has been in play for, for a few years within the GAA where basically all games at, at an age under 12 are non-competitive or supposed to be non-competitive, whereby there's no scores recorded, no scores kept, no semifinals, finals, cups, any of that. Uh, that is the way that it is supposed to be at the minute. Um, but obviously... It has kind of been loosely applied. A lot of the a lot of the games that are played are played under that, but then clubs and counties and schools would have their own separate competitions again, where there are forms of then competition involved, and there are finals and there are trophies, and so that is what the GA are trying to clamp down on is is then that practice of of kind of going outside the rules that are there.
1: So it's it's not a new rule. It's a rule that's currently there, but they're actually going to start enforcing it.
2: Exactly, it's, it's it's not new at all. Um, it's been in play for a wee while. And look, there's obviously different schools of thought on on the success of the Go games model. Um, but obviously, from the GA's perspective, they would say that partition or sorry participation numbers uh, continue to rise, and and that you know the interest in in Gaelic games continues to grow in mushroom. But the other side of it is, you know, at what point do you then allow? children to become competitive in, in any sport. Um, every different sport has its own sort of ideas on it. They're mm. all following different different paths and, and there, there doesn't seem to be a particular right answer for us.
1: Well I want to get reaction from listeners whether it's parents or coaches today to the show it's oh eight seven fourteen hundred one zero six is the WhatsApp number but can I just get you to clarify so this means that any event or any blitz that a club wants to organise for kids under the age of 12 that can't happen if they're taking scores or there's any sort of a knockout element to it or any prize has been handed out.
2: Yeah, that that's exactly it. Um the blitzes, the games can go on, can continue as they were. Um clubs, counties, schools, whatever, they now have to fill out a form, an online form whereby they are granted permission through their county games development manager, um, to either host or participate in, in any of these blitzes and within that then they have to, you know, tick a box that says it will be provided as non-competitive, uh, there will be none of none of the things that you just outlined involved in it. So look, uh, and and then I suppose the issue is, you know, some of the blitzes, some of the the competitions at schools level, had become, you know, fairly significant events, mm. and and people were interested in them, and they were drawing large crowds, and taking away the competitive age. Does that take away from those competitions? Does it take away from the interest in playing them? You know, there, it's such a wide debate and there's so many varied opinions on it from one end to the other that some people would say that it's exactly the right way to go, that there should be no competition and it's too competitive. Other people would say, you know, the thing is, has gone so soft um, that you're stripping all competition from it. So there's, there's only going to base. be
1: winners or losers, Car, from the age of 13?
2: Only winners or losers from the age of 13. But, you know, realistically, There'll only be trophies and and cups and semi-finals from the age of thirteen. But you know anybody that played sport at any level, you, you know I can recall my own first game at eight years of age. Like and and no one found, well, whether you would won or lost, whether a referee told you the score or not, you knew the feeling of losing. You knew the feeling of winning. Yeah. Um. And there's that side of it. You know you're you're stripping that literally down to the fact that you're not allowed to record or keep the scores at these events in these games so you know children are not so tuned out that they're not aware as to whether they're winning they're losing they're good or they're bad so
1: a a couple of calls i can see a car coming through from from callers who want to get in touch about this but since you posted the story in the irish news i mean you've had a lot of reaction what's the general consensus
2: I think that the the point of the whole thing is that there is no real consensus. I think that the reaction probably sums it up fairly well. Um, people are very, very polarized on the whole subject. Um, you know, a lot of people would feel that it is best practice to not have competitive games until certain ages. And, okay. and, you know, people would argue that, you know, still some people would argue that still 12 is too young and that non-competitive games should carry on even for a while after that. Then a lot of people would mm. would feel that you know competition, uh, and it, a, you know, it's an argument. Competition is part of life. Um, you know, it goes way beyond. You know, you you grow up and you have competition for jobs and mm. competition absolutely, for, yeah, for, for ev- everything that you do. And at what point do you expose?
1: Okay, you know, well, let's let, let's ask listeners maybe that that very question. Uh, like, at what point do you introduce competition? Um, two children. Like, Is there a right age? 087-1400-106 is the number. Stay with us, Car, if you don't mind. Fiona's with us on the line as well. Do you agree with this move, Fiona?
3: Well, I, again, I suppose it's it's a very, very hard line to take, isn't it? Um, and yet, I, I do agree with it in principle because I think that you know, when kids are small and young, and I think, you know, they're still very young up to the age of under twelve, And um, I think What we need to be doing is encouraging them to get out and play sports, whether it's the GAA now or whether it's soccer or rugby or hockey or whatever. I think the important thing is getting them out, getting them playing active and, you know, getting them off screens and outdoors. And if that can be done and if that can be achieved and kids are happy playing, then it's a good thing, you know, because I think a lot of children who wouldn't be particularly sporty, naturally sporty, are often put off. But from playing because they feel self-conscious that they're not good enough or they're not getting a goal or they've missed something. And I think if it's just for fun and it's just for you know, the love of the sport, I think it's actually a very good idea so, in that sense.
1: OK, so when do we bring in, when do you introduce children to competition then and the idea I mean, and the concept of winning and losing?
3: I mean, the thing is, I suppose children aren't stupid. Children are highly intelligent and they, they, they know all about winning and losing. I think from the time they're old enough to speak. Do you know what I mean? Because competition is, throughout life, school is highly competitive. Mm. And, you know, I mean, even things like friendships are highly competitive and they're always being pitted against each other. And uh, and I think that if they can, you know, I, I, I mean... The thing is, life is competitive, and we we needn't pretend it's not. It is highly competitive, and it's probably far worse now for kids today than it would have been even, you know, a generation or two ago. So we're not hoodwinking them, do you know what I mean, or have letting them, I don't think we would be letting them think that, uh, you know, there's never any competition in sport, because they all follow, you know, the big teams in the Premier League, and they follow Leinster or Munster or the counties, and they see competition. And I think maybe if they can be introduced to sport and have, I suppose, like understand that it is something to enjoy before it becomes something that, you know, you live or die by. And I mean, I I don't know, but I think probably you know, under 12s, under 13s probably isn't a bad time to start introducing Okay, so you're the not idea. opposed
1: to this uh, this idea. So, I mean, my... I'm re- not
3: fully opposed to it. No, 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 I'm not actually opposed to it. I think it's good. I think it's very extreme. I think the GAA yeah. stance is, you know, possibly very extreme. But I do think, uh, it, it, at its core, it's, it's a pretty good idea.
1: Like, I, I, I just wonder if introducing... So, I mean, we're basically saying that Kids in primary school wouldn't have any competitive games uh, we wouldn't yeah. keep scores we wouldn't hand out medals we wouldn't have or it was, you know we wouldn't have blitzes. there wouldn't yeah. be competition. so that we wouldn't effectively introduce that until they go to secondary school yeah um and at that stage, even in in the education system, as you pointed out, like you're already going into different classes in oh, honors yeah. maths absolutely you know yeah. like yeah. Yeah. and I, mean, I I just wonder. I don't know. I, look, I'm I, I'm here to be convinced about it, but like my gut tells me, I think twelve is a. Like I can understand it under eight and under nine, maybe to ten, but yeah. I just wonder. When, like, are we making kids less resilient in some way?
3: I don't know. I mean, I, I the reason I said up to maybe under twelve and thirteen, is because you know, because that's when they sort of probably en- are ending uh, primary school and they're going into a much more competitive system. Anyway, I mean, primary school is much more egalitarian than it would have been when I was in school, you know, and there is much more of an appreciation of talent other than, you know, your reading and writing and abilities and Irish and that. And I think that sport can, um, it can reflect that. I mean, I think... I suppose no blitzes, no mini World Cups, all that But there there's huge there are huge elements of fun for kids in that. And, and an awful lot of the fun is in the winning. I suppose it's about it's it's a much deeper question, I suppose, because human beings are by nature extraordinarily competitive. Do you know? I mean all animals are, I suppose, but we're very competitive and we do want to be the best at absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. And that can feed into kids who aren't the best and most of us aren't good at everything we can't be but i think if kids want to play sport and they're not brilliant at it then maybe it's not okay you know it 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 does it does isolate them
1: antonio was with us on the line as well do you think no competition for players under the age of 12 is a good move antonio
4: um well, I think it's I think it's good and bad, but it, I suppose we have to ask ourselves why 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 how have we got to this and and you know why are we now trying to introduce these um, these kind of development pathways? You know what you know what is the reason fundamentally for this? You know why are we trying to take so called competition out of children's sport? I think children are are naturally competitive. I don't think they need league tables or, or they need cups or they need anything to be competitive. I think whether you put down. Two goals, and you put down four jumpers. You know, children will still be competitive. Um, you know, they they all go out to try and do their best, and they all go out to try and win the game. They don't go out certainly to make mistakes, and so they don't go out to try and lose the game. Mm. So, um, I think the biggest problem we have is adults. It's, it's the adults that want to win more than the children themselves, and that therein is 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 the, is the problem, really. You know. So this is
1: really a rule about responsibility for parental behaviour. Then, really, is it, Antonio?
4: I think so. Yeah, I think that's that's what we've got. I mean, you know, personally for me, I think we enter children into sports far too early. You know, children are already enrolling in clubs from the age of two, three, and four, and um, you know, uh, you know, clubs are you know, trying to teach children the game and uh, you know, a, a lot of the a lot of the fundamentals of the game, the, the, the technical um, skills of the game are missed, um, and a lot of it's just based on what the coach himself has learned maybe from a, from what he, what he was coached himself many, many, many years ago. Um, and I think, you know, it probably has a lot to do with, uh, we probably have too many kids actually playing sport. I know this sounds ridiculous, but we actually probably have too many children playing sport. We can't cater for them all and we can't help them all and we can't have, you know, the right pathways for them all because there's so many different structures and different coaching abilities and different coaching knowledge within clubs. Um, and that,
1: that in itself sometimes causes okay. a lot of problems. Is is that, uh, Kerry, you know, from, from chatting to people uh, in the past 24 hours about this? Because I've a, quite a few texts coming in from listeners who feel that, like for instance this text says I coached under 9s um, GAA last year, under 13s this year. There's no problem with the kids having competition but the sheer level of aggression and interference from the sidelines is nothing short of a disgrace. The kids can handle competition, it's the parents and the coaches that can't
2: that that is that is a lot of the core issue here uh the the children are going to be competitive and would probably accept some form of competition but the adults in a very small minority of cases it has to be said like the vast majority of adults are are responsible and would do the thing in the way that it's intended to be done, but there's a minority of adults that can't control themselves around under eight and nine and ten and eleven side lanes and just so hyped up, thinking that the undernamed blitz is the All Ireland final, and you know, a man texted me last night when I put the story up, says he, you know, he watched an undernamed an undernamed blitz develop into a fight at at the weekend, and among the adults, like and like that, that is largely the issue here. That, that you know, the GA's website under under their section for for goal games pretty much outlines the reason that that you know the reason that go games exist is that you were getting adult training and playing conditions being imposed on on young players because everybody was so desperate to win. Or not everybody, sorry. There were certain certain elements so desperate to win these competitions that, that it was driving that Thing down that road.
1: So some of the messages coming in on this. Grace has got in touch. She says you're missing a vital point here. There's no point in having no competition if not also introducing equal play time for everybody. Gordon to Grace. Pat says in archery kids compete from any age. Even if you try to get them not to compete, they'll still keep the score themselves. I think competition is a good thing. Another listener says I work with a lot of young athletes, and in my opinion, teaching them how to be good competitors with respect for other players and officials is actually what we should be working on. The whole point point. point of sport is that it's competitive and for many people it's an important outlet for life. There's a wide variety of exercise options for those that don't want to take part in competitive sport. Luckily the decision is not an Olympic sport. I fear for the day that it does trickle down though. Jerry is with us on the line. Jerry, do you think there's an age at which sport should become competitive?
0: Yeah, possibly uh, but I don't and I don't think even at under 12 it's even a problem the competitiveness because that's no harm but I, what I think the problem is 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 game time that the guys that are not as good as the rest get and what you'll find is you could have twenty lads show up for a game or even for, uh, we with the and the whatever the put on the fifteen that's best or whatever they have the, and and the other two or four or five guys are left there and in come half time they decide to put on the with the two of the five or four that's left and then the after five minutes they take them two back off again, not even the ones that were on at the start and end up um, the guys and then they're checking off again and then the other ads are put on just to give them a game time but it absolutely knocks their confidence and um, it, it'll mean that they don't go straining anymore
1: so, so do you think then this is the, the right way to deal with that?
0: No, I don't think the the competitive is the problem. I think it's the fact that you, each guy, no matter if he shows up for Spain and up to 12 or 13, should at least get half a game. So if you pick the same starting ones, which seems to happen as well in, in my experience, that the same guys are picked to start every time and the same guys are left to come on every time as well. And that's do that for a season or two seasons and that's the end of it. And I've seen it happen with my own young fella is that he packed it up all together where he was always oh, out I? banging the ball up in the house or he was out on the lawn playing and now he won't go to training at all because he just said, they're only putting me on because I'm there. I'm no good. So it just knocked him. And yet he was
1: actually getting into it. But it's not what the whole go games are about though, Jerry is trying to deal with that where like every child gets to play or, you know, gets yeah, a go exactly effectively exactly in exactly
0: every exact- game. Yes, Andre, that's why I agree with that where I'm saying it's not happening it's in not the happen. ground. Right. Yeah, it's not happening in the ground where the trainers pick their best team and naturally enough they want to win especially when they're playing games it's not just when they're playing among themselves Mm -hmm. when they go away for a game they want to win because there's a bit of competitive going on between the trainers themselves so they want to win naturally but they have to give them at least half a game each and you cannot put on a fella for 10 minutes and take him back off again then you know, I'd still leave the starting ones on. You know, so it, it just knocks them for six. It's like, I remember going to school myself. I wouldn't be in the best myself either. And, you know, you could have 20 lads around the playground and we'd decide to play a game. So you pick two captains. And the two captains pick, you know, each get a second, every second goal go. They get yeah. the pick. So naturally enough, you're going to pick the best ones. And if you were left to last or second last nearly every time, where is your confidence? Oh, I know. I know. You, you end up, you <laughs> so, go down the back of the school to make sure you're not around when they're picking the game. Do you know what I mean? So, so you your own
1: to... son's experience then, Jerry. I suppose in many ways is the reason why Crow Park is trying to clamp down on this. Yeah, you know, that this is what's not, happening. It's
0: not. Well, they're, they're on about competitiveness. I'm not worried about the competitiveness with saying winning. I'm worrying about that they should all at least get game time. Three to me equal until they're 12 or 13 because well, I know guys that I heard with were no good either. They wouldn't. <laughs> so, and and they were very good for their clubs after that and went on and won county medals And they were... Probably when I was in uh, up to it up till seventeen or eighteen, um, there were no good either. More than myself, I'm not saying I was any good. But you know, they they yeah. they, they, they once they got the time, they eventually came, came on and came to be great hurlers and footballers. Uh,
1: Mark is with us on the line as well, Jerry. Mark, do you yeah. agree with this decision to um, look? No competition really among children under the age of twelve.
5: Well, um, to be honest, as you, like you were saying when your callers were saying there, it's about the parents as well. Like, I've coached uh, GAA and soccer, and what I find is the parents just to drop them off, and then they go with very little interest. It's more a thing of, oh, my child plays football, you know, or oh, my child plays GAA, just to get them into the sport. I think more has to be done around engaging the parents in what the actual clubs are doing and, you know, getting them to understand it. So that way, when they're on the sidelines, they, you know, they can go, oh, well, you know, I I know this, or I know that. You know, the clubs ethos in Ireland is, you know, everybody's equal and everybody's, you know, whether you're, you know, have a disability or anything. That everything's fair. But a lot of the times, as well as the coach, it's very hard to get into coaching in this uh, country, and it's very hard. Like a lot of the people are just volunteers. You know what I mean? They're mm. not. They don't actually have any coaching experience. And if you if you can gain that experience with coaching and also then get the parents involved. That's where
1: I think we'd start going forward, you know. Karen is with us on the line as well, Mark. Karen, do you think um, there's an age at which sport should become competitive?
6: There should be competitive matches the whole way through. But the problem is, the coaches don't allow the kids play. And that's a fact. So, you know, you've got the great players and then you've got the kids that aren't as good. They're the ones that are left on the sidelines. And this is why, I think, this whole thing is coming up now with Crow Park.
1: Have you experienced this, Karen? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about it?
6: Well, I have a lady who's playing under 12 and she's not one of the best players. So she's been kind of sidelined. So it completely destroyed her confidence. So we had to take her away because she was gutted. And it's very, very unfair.
5: Yeah, I'd agree with that totally. I mean, it's so discreeting for a child not to get chosen um, when they feel, you know, it's, it's about integration with children. When, when you have children together like that, um, you want to make them feel like they're all part of the team. You know, that there's not one particular player that stands out and goes, I mean, naturally there is going to be. But at that age, at 11 and 12, it's really about, you know, you should be giving them all game for You should be going to introduce them. It shouldn't be about oh whether he's great or, or they're great. I mean, that's, you Know they don't know choice. They told you, I young kids, you don't know. You know, that's what I'm saying about education. I think it's not enough around the uh, education for the, the coaches, really, to kind of to tell them that like, it's not about winning, it's not about picking the best 11. I was in a situation where there was actually a group uh, for the best players, so to speak, and of under 10s, they you know weren't talking about, and they were taken away for all the you know, stays out mm. and, you know, getting the ice creams. And the other parents of the same age group didn't even know. Now, you know, obviously they found out, you know, because they live in the same place. So how is that then for the children to know, well, hang on, where are they getting all the good stuff and where not? So, you know, again, I think there's a piece there about if you're going to coach in Ireland, kids, you need to have a level of understanding yeah. of
1: you know. Okay, so 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 the re- the issue, I suppose, that's emerging here, and this is why it would seem the GAA is clamping down on this. Like as Jerry outlined, and Karen, as you mentioned, it's that the actual uh, the goal games for every child under the age of, of of up to twelve gets an opportunity you're a goal, basically, a playing in the game. That's not happening in all cases.
6: No, and to make it worse, it's stated in the charter that they're entitled or supposed to, if they turn up, have. Half a game. Now you could correct me there. I might be wrong with the full half game, but they should be on the pitch. And there's all sorts of excuses why they're not. So they're brought on for a couple of minutes just to mark their card and make sure that they've been on. Mm. And then the minute you know they they get an opportunity to change, they change them back for a better yeah. player. And on top of that, you know, in some clubs there's A's and B teams, mm. and they're drawing players back from the A team so that they can win the B team's league. You know, and it's it's incredibly unfair. And the kids that turn up every week to training religiously, they love training, and then they're left on the sideline. It's incredibly unfair. Uh,
1: let me bring in John as well. Stay with us if you don't mind, Karen and and um, and Mark and Jerry. There, John, you've been listening to this. What's your view on it?
7: Hi, Andre. Yes, um, I, I've been a kind of a, cri- a critic from the development of uh, sports in schools for children, and it comes from a background where what I've seen over the years is that what we should have in primary schools, we should not have uh, people, coaches coming in from other organizations, trialing our kids, because that's exactly what they're doing. They are trialing our kids, because my children, when they were quite small, well, young in, in primary school, you often got the letter coming home saying that, uh, oh, there's a hurling trial on uh, next week, whatever it is, uh, you, you buy a hurl and you buy a helmet. They're brought out on trials, and then they're looked at and Somebody says, "Oh no, these guys just there's a good potential there. We let progress out." So my view on it is that what should happen should be that we should have no people coming into coach in in schools. We should have physical training teachers who will develop the children in motor skills development um, and also in then. Uh, in, in, in confidence training, because what happens is if you go into any primary school and you ask the kids, and, I, and I've done this years ago through a volleyball background, I, I did international volleyball, and I actually did it at national level okay. through coaching seminars. Now, what we did actually is we asked the primary school teachers who are not PE teachers, when you go into your schools, go into the actual um, uh, four classes, put them all together and then, say, and then get, a, get, a, get a list of stickers, different colours. And you ask the children, what game have you been playing on? Um, what, What team have you been on in hurling? And give them a sticker if they put their hand up. And then give them a sticker for volleyball or basketball or athletics. And what you'll find is the same kids are popping up all the time. So therefore, the result of that is that for every child that is in, is a, a we won't say a successful because every, every child is natural, but you, you get the coaches, people saying, Oh, he's a natural or she's a natural. Every all kids are natural and they need to be treated the same. So, what actually should happen is that we are running into a, a, an issue of obese and we're talking about uh, kids being not being exercised, okay, yeah, and yet, yeah. and, and yet, we're trying to do it through organizations that have no, in my view. Um, I'm not saying, I, I, by the way, I'm a Kilkenny man, so I, I follow Kilkenny yeah, to, yeah. to, to, to the backbone. But what I found was that for every child that you will call a natural child in a classroom, there are six kids that do nothing, and they're not encouraged to do nothing. So my view on it is that when, if you put primary school, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, physical training teachers yeah into okay no I teachers. take your point you no. uh,
1: you think it may be outside yeah. organisations uh, like I know I would have thought they were into kind of to further development or training um, rather than trials but I've, I've, if you, I'm I've sure you probably know more about that John than I do Karen can I just ask you a final question on this because there's a number of messages coming in from people you know talking about I feel it's uh, continuing to wrap children in, in cotton wool um, and yeah. you know we should have com- uh, competition for under 12s like life is competitive and a lot of messages mm. in, in, in that, sort of, in that ca- kind of category. Is it not difficult for the GAA though to enforce this um, at, a, at a go games level when in other sports you will have competition? Like I have a couple of messages coming in from people talking about feshes and Irish dancing. I did it myself. I know, you know, you, is it not difficult yeah. to have, how do you have competition and prizes and blitzes and trophies in some sports and then not in others? Or does that matter? No, I
6: do. I I think they should be on all sports and like that. I did Irish dancing and in, in competitive fashions and all that. Like it's it's really important the competitive side of it, but it's it's how it's laid out and how much time everybody gets. You know, you know the superstar is going to score sixteen goals in a match. Take that superstar off and give two other players a chance. They've had their half game. Let them come off. They're sixteen up. Let the other kids have a crack and see if they maybe can score another goal or two, you know, it's and I know I know they want to win. And I understand that. But there has to be a level when they're at that age group, because all these kids, they could be not as brilliant now, but in two or three years time, they've grown. They're bigger women. They're bigger men. They, they could be brilliant, but you've lost them because you haven't developed them. Okay, You know, you haven't given them the opportunity to develop. It's a team sport. We're not talking about an individual here. It's a team sport. And unless everyone, the coaches, the organization, unless they all get behind the team, they're not a team. They're just a couple of good players and a couple of players that aren't great.
1: There's a lot of reaction, you know, it, I have to say, coming in actually uh, to this today. Fiona, listen, thank you for, for getting in touch and John and Mark and, and Jerry there as well. I might try and come back to this a little bit later because there's a lot of people with um, fairly strong opinions. Like, what age do you think there should be competition introduced for children? And do you agree now with this decision? Like, it's a rule that's already there, as uh, Cara Kane pointed out. But the fact that the GAA are going to clamp down on competitiveness for players... Under the age of 12. You can uh, drop us a WhatsApp. It's 087 1400 106 is the number. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.